evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And this is the Coaches Show here on Minnesota Score Radio. Wally Langfellow along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Well, Coach, last week um, I had the opportunity to travel with you to St. Cloud. I, I know it was a disappointing loss for your squad. Uh, I thought defensively you guys played really well. Um, kept them out of the end zone with the exception of the game-winning touchdown, of course. But um, as you look back at the St. Cloud State game, which you lost 18-15 in OT, uh, what are some of the things you take from that game that you hope that uh, you, know, you could use going forward? I agree with your your assessment. First, it was good to have you with. Um, it's always fun to, you know, to we had a, uh, Dr. Saylor, our staff and faculty athletic rep, with, as well. And you guys having you guys with would made it made the trip more enjoyable. Um, the things we take from it is, you know, it's I guess that motivation you gain from losing. You know, losing just is is not any fun at all. And you know, I think we crave to win. And therefore, the, the you know coming out out of St. Cloud with the loss in a game where you there was a lot of opportunities for us to win, you know, just puts in motion I think more of a uh, higher attempt to try to get you know more out of the players this week. You know, this more attention to detail, just more focus because you know we're trying to get back on track. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that comes out. But you know, I, I think our defense did play great. You know, we didn't let them score a touchdown until the overtime. So it's something to build on, and you know every every game is different, and certainly every team has different challenges, and um, you know sometimes you you know whoever we're playing might indicate what unit on our team plays well too. So if you're playing against a salty offense, you know then that makes it more challenging for the de- the defense. So sometimes people look at a score and say, well, they played better this week than the previous week, but you know there's other factors that go into play. I think when you evaluate what a unit does, but there's a, there's absolutely the case that our defense played better. Our defensive line, we had more players grade out positive winning grades this past week because they, they held the point of attack. They used better technique. They're more aggressive. They didn't get moved uh, by their big old line, and, and that's where it started. And they opened up the they, – they consumed the double teams allowing our linebackers to run, and all I think three or four linebackers also graded out um, winning percentages. And our safeties, uh, Red Sheehan, who you're going to interview, uh, was one of the, uh, the the three safeties that graded out with winning performances. So we're excited to, to see that happen, and we want to build on that. And obviously we move the football, but we have to get the ball in the end zone. In regards to who we're playing against, you can't win games unless you score touchdowns and and we failed to do that last week yeah you had some opportunities obviously to get into the end zone um you got down to the one yard line you had second and goal on the one and uh early in the third quarter and you could not get the ball into the end zone uh you and i talked briefly after the game about the decision to kick a field goal there and as i thought about your explanation was pretty good but uh give our listeners an idea of what went into the thinking because you you didn't get in on second or third down, and then on fourth down, uh, at, right at the one yard line, you decide, hey, we better take the field goal. Yeah, yeah, I think hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, if you knew how the game would play out, you know, you maybe don't do it, right? Uh, but at that time, you know, I felt like the you know the first down play was a, a zone. It was an RPO. We had a chance to throw a screen, which maybe we should have done, but 
you know, our running back found a little seam, got to the one, you know, I think from the four. And then we, we uh, quickly called a, a quarterback sneak in an empty formation just to try to, you know, get a little different uh, front from their defensive line. They called the timeout. You know, we felt good about a quarterback sneak at the one with our, our big quarterback, Maxson, in, in our old interior offensive line. But we just didn't get the movement. Uh, we got stymied there. We went to our 31 personnel. We had a little bit of a, a short yardage package. Uh, we have a big back and Ethan Felonico, but we they aligned very well against it. We didn't block it um, like we needed to, and therefore they stuffed us. And I, I felt we had a loss on that third down play to get maybe back to the two. So my thinking was we couldn't get a yard and, you know, third down and second down. We need to take the points, um, and that—that's what you know. I had you know. There's some coaches that thought we should have gone for it at the time, but you know that's. I guess that's what uh, I get to make those decisions, and I, I took the points. And then in the end, um, like I said, you look back and. You know, I wish we would have just uh, scored on second down or third down, but that didn't happen. And you know, looking back now, as the game unfolded like it did, certainly, I'd if I did it today, I'd I'd go for the touchdown. You'd right? go for the touchdown, um, of course. <laughs> but we give ourselves a chance. I think in in a game like that, you you want to make sure it's not a coaching decision that loses games. And I feel like by us gaining the points, and then we extend the game to overtime. So now we're we're putting it back on the players to win it. We didn't uh, convert in the overtime. There, we had some opportunities. And and then, you know, we had a critical call against us that was, you know, questionable. But nonetheless, it was it was a call was made. And and uh, therefore, we gave them some yardage in that overtime and yeah. made it easier for them to get the touchdown. And, you know, it was just a disappointment to, to lose a game like that. Yeah. And, and I the other factor that I thought that you haven't really mentioned is you guys moved the ball so well and you got it all the way down there, but it would have been a huge letdown had you not gotten any points out of that. So I, I thought that that was a big factor too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when you got a good kicker and, you know, sometimes it's early in the half. That was our first possession of the second half. So I there was more game they played and I, I had confidence that we could move the ball and score more points that day and we did you know we right, we did move the ball we didn't score as many points as I thought we would but anyway I think at that point juncture in the game was it was a good decision to get three points and you mentioned your kicker boy Dan Ledet was awfully good last Saturday he, he hits five field goals for you he punted the ball out of this world a couple of times he had a huge punt towards the end of the game um, he really is special isn't he he really is he's 10 for 11 on the year I mean that's that's an incredible percentage um he's kicked the 40 his deepest 49 he's been lot rock solid you know all his kicks were right down the middle i don't think any more close and then his punts you know he's a great punter in the late in the game when we we couldn't get a first down and we had to give the ball back to them with minutes remaining you know that's when he had his best punt of the day and, I, and that's what i've noticed about him there's been a couple of times where we really needed a good punt you know if we're backed up or or in, you know in a situation like another game he's come through in those times and that's that's great to see or you know even a field goal in overtime or a field goal to tie it up, the field goal to go ahead. You know, those are all big time kicks and uh, he's, you know, he's doing a great job and I'm sure he's feeling really good about what he's, what he's doing right now. When you um, went over the film, was there anything that you picked out this past week uh, that specifically kind of stuck in your mind that, you know, maybe if we had done this or maybe we can change that going forward. Is there anything that you saw in the film? Absolutely. I think every time, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, it's easy to, to point fingers at, hey, this player didn't do this or that player didn't do that. But, you know, you, I first got to start with myself. Like, what can I do better? 
what could have I done better? Um, and that's where it all starts. And there's, there's a plenty, there's a, there's a long list of those things that I can take responsibility for that, you know, I try to, to try to, you know, improve on. Um, certainly there's calls that you'd like to take back or change. Um, and that's the stuff I have to focus on. Those are things that I can control. That's what I have to focus on is making myself better. Then on top of that is trying to make the staff do the same thing. Look at their position. What can they do better? And then getting the young men to do the same, you know, what can they each do better? You know, because it's easy to, again, to look at everybody else. None of us want to take accountability. No one likes to be told they, they didn't do as good of a job on, on a particular situation. Uh, but, you know, for an organization to grow, each person within an organization has to really self-evaluate and find out what can I do this week um, to improve my game. And it's not so much that we're placing blame or if I'm taking responsibility for what I did. It's, it's not, it doesn't mean that I lost the game. It just means that I have an opportunity to grow so we can have a better performance going forward. And you know, I listen to PJ Fleck all the time, but we have a similar philosophy in regards to we just want to get better today than we were yesterday. And to do that, you have to know where you're at and what you're, where you're short in, in certain areas and, and then have a plan of action to get better in those areas um, you know, through practice in the game week. You mentioned that we we're going to talk to Rhett Sheehan. We're also going to hear from Jared Olsgaard, uh, quarterback slash slot receiver is that, is that yeah that's a yeah he's a i would say he's a not actually a slot receiver but just a receiver he's a, he's receiver. been playing an outside receiver position but athlete we we refer to him as an athlete yeah there's no question he's a good looking athlete that's for sure we'll hear from them that's coming up next we'll continue along here on minnesota score radio's presentation of the coaches show after this timeout stay with us if you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Goldmare fans, did you know that this coaches show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the coaches show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and coach... You're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Courier. And welcome back to The Coach's Show. Wally Langfellow along with head coach Shannon Courier. We are joined by a couple of his players. Uh, we are joined now by Rhett Sheehan and by Jared Oskard. Um, let's start out with you, Rhett. Um, defensively, this past Saturday uh, against St. Cloud State, you didn't let him into the end zone until overtime which obviously was a letdown however uh you got to be happy with the defensive performance as a whole uh keeping them out of the end zone for four quarters that's a big deal yeah we had a couple solid drives in there where we had three and out you know early we three and out them right away and then you know just towards like the middle of the game we were letting them get a couple long drives and they were getting a couple big plays that let them get in the uh, red zone and then we would stop them in the red zone and they would kick a field goal so our our focus this week is just kind of get off the field earlier keep them out of that red zone area you know and just try to limit the explosive plays that Moorhead has what do you know about Moorhead what have you seen on tape that uh, you know you're going to have to contend with this weekend 
Moorhead is has a very dynamic offense. Um, they run, I think, 17 different formations on base down, which is a ton of different different formations, and they throw the ball about 70% of the time. So it's going to be a challenge for our secondary uh, this week, and we hope that we can get the D-line, you know, get pressure on the quarterback because they are, like, the best unit we have on defense, and the defense kind of rolls through them week to week. So uh, our challenge this week is just try to stop the pass because that's what Moorhead likes to do and just stay focused with all the different formations they like to throw at us. You're a D-back. Um, did you play D-back in high school as well, or was it a transition? Did you play a little offense in high school? Yeah, actually, I played wide receiver too, so I'd like to talk to Jared sometimes saying that I could do it better than him, but I, I played <laughs> D-back as well in high school. Do you? I mean, did you prefer playing defense? I mean, what was your preference, or did, was it just a better fit for you here to be, uh, to be on defense? I could have played. I had some offers to play receiver out of high school. But I really wanted to play defensive back because there's like four or five receivers on the field at one time. So I was like, ah, you might get like three, four catches at most at the game. And I was like, that's not really what I want to do. I want to go out there. I want to make plays. I want to tackle people. And that's kind of, you know, what I focused on in the recruiting process. And the defense coordinator here at the time, we had a good connection with him. But Coach Stern just came in, and it's been awesome. You know, he's really helped us out a lot in the secondary, and uh, defensive back is just what I wanted to play coming into college. Uh, you're from Menominee, Wisconsin. Did you grow up a Packer fan or a Vikings fan? <laughs> I've actually bounced around a lot. I only I lived in Menominee from like fifth grade to senior year of high school, so uh, I would say I was I've been a Packers fan for a while now. That's unfortunate. Okay, <laughs> let's let's switch over here. We'll talk to Rhett. <laughs> we'll talk to we'll talk to. Uh, Jared, now Jared, um, this past Saturday, um, with Max going down for a brief time, uh, you bounced, jumped right in to the quarterback position. I know you played some quarterback in high school. Um, how quickly do you have to change your mindset from being a receiver to being, you know, under under center? Yeah, I mean, um, I've been at a junior college for two years, and I played quarterback both years there. Um, and I was a primarily a quarterback coming out of high school. But as the coaches always say, you just got to be ready whenever opportunity presents itself. So when I'm out there playing receiver, it is a different mindset because I have one mission of running the certain route, um, dissecting the coverage that they have. When you're at quarterback, it's a whole different ball game because you have to see the demeanor of the quarterback or of the defense. I mean, you have to be able to read their D line linebackers and the defensive backs. Um, but as like I said, whenever whenever the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to make the most of it. How does it help you? As a receiver, having played quarterback and vice versa, it must you, you must get you, it must be some kind of transition there where it, it you know, say okay, when I'm under center, I know exactly what I expect out of that receiver or vice versa. That must help you. Yeah, exactly. No, when you're a quarterback, you know how you want the receiver to run the route and where he's going to be, when he's going to be there. So that helps a lot, just knowing what route I'm going to be running out of the receiver, how many yards I need to get to, and where I need to be. Um, where I need to be. What is? Um, did you ever play defense? I played defense in high school. Yep, I played a little bit of safety, a little bit of cornerback. I actually played nine man football in high school, so oh, we wow. did go both ways. Played quarterback and uh, defensive back. Nine man. How many guys were on the squad? I think we had a total of like twenty four. Oh my goodness! Squad. <laughs> so there was a lot of guys going both ways. There I was. Assume. Yep. Um, tell me about. Um, this past Saturday, when you had to make the, when you had to make the switch, um, how quickly did uh, uh, were you able to acclimate yourself? And what goes on? What goes through your mind? 
Yeah. Um, I basically, I would like to say I have a quarterback mindset from the get, get from the get go, just because that's the position I love to play. And when the coaches talked to me earlier this season about playing quite a bit of receiver, I just basically said that I'm gonna do whatever's best for the team, accept the role, and just do the best I can at whatever I'm at. What attracted you to Concordia? How come you're here? Um, I decided to leave Alabama A&M last spring after the spring football, and I got contacted by Coach Courier one day because he had coached with my junior college coach back in the day and I knew it was a lot closer to home so I liked that feeling and I was actually going in between um, MSU and Morehead who we play this Saturday and here and I just decided to pick here and I enjoy it. Okay, so it is kind of your hometown team that you, that's coming in to play. I assume you're going to have family here as well for, for the game. Um is that a little extra special for you to be playing against them? Yeah, it actually is because I, I know a lot of the guys on the squad over there, and they're some of my best friends. And so there's a lot of cousins, a lot of family members that are coming to the game, and I'm looking really forward to it. Yeah, tell them to bundle up. That's all I can say. Exactly. Uh, Rhett, uh, what uh, what attracted you to Concordia? The things that attracted me was just it's close to home. It's about an hour away, and – playing defense they wanted me to play defense from the beginning they never talked to me about playing receiver and like I said earlier I've wanted to play D-back coming out of high school and I just really like got along really well with the coaches they recruited me. they were one of the first schools to recruit me coach Monk was always at my high school coach C I remember him at a Old Claire Memorial game um, so they were just always there and always in the back of my head always contacting me and stuff like that and when it came down to making the decision after my first they were my first um official visit in december and just after the second one i just knew i was like i want to go to concordia st paul so as a packer fan is your family okay with you on this side of the river for for college <laughs> yeah they're okay with <laughs> okay it. just thought i'd check uh, what uh, what are you studying i study business management okay and what do you want to do with that I want to be an operations manager, either in retail or construction. Okay. Uh, same question for you, Jerry. Um, right now, I'm getting my undergrad in exercise science, and then I'm going to be starting a master's degree in some sort of cardiology or physical therapy aspect, and hopefully do cardiac rehab. And if that doesn't go well, then I want to go home and farm with my dad. Okay. Uh, last question for you. Uh, what have you seen uh, of Moorhead uh, defensively that you know uh, you're going to have to contend with Saturday? Well, the biggest thing is we know it's going to be 37 degrees and snowy, so we're going to have to bring physicality. We're going to have to be able to run the ball, and when the opportunities present itself, we're going to have to be able to pass the ball as well. Um, they have a stout defense. They have um, players that can make plays, so we just need to make more plays than they do. Well, guys, appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, good luck. Stay warm on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the line. Appreciate Thank it. You. All right. They are Rhett Sheehan and Jared Olsgaard here on Minnesota Score Radio's presentation of the Coaches Show. Back with Coach Courier after this timeout. Stay with us. Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears 
players in the App Store today. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your To Be Continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Now back to the Coaches Show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. Final segment of this week's Coaches Show. Wally Langfellow along with head coach Shannon Courier. Coach, um, Minnesota State Moorhead in town for um, homecoming at Seafoam Stadium tomorrow. Uh, what do we know about them? Well, I think they sum up the... You know their their team is one that's just a bunch of high quality kids that work hard. You know Jared Olsgard, who you you just interviewed, is good friends with many of those kids because they're northern Minnesota kids, a lot of them. And there's a lot of hardworking kids that play play hard, work hard, and they come together as a team. And they've been very productive. They're an eight and three team in 2018. Went to the Middle Water Bowl. Uh, this year they're three and two. Uh, they've given everybody a run for their money every game they've played in. Uh, they had uh, Duluth. You know, down in the game in the third quarter. Um, last week they lost to one on State twenty eight twenty six. They've done a great job. Their staff's done a great job. Uh, they have some some weapons. They play hard on defense. Uh, they're a spread team and they throw the ball a lot. They have a true freshman now playing. He's playing very well. But he's got some of the best receivers in the league. They're the number one pass offense in the conference. Uh, they score a lot of points. I think they're like fourth in a, in a conference in scoring. And you know, defensively they got a defensive line that's very relentless. Uh, you know, just high quality kids and uh, we have to be ready to go and play our best football to get a win a passing offense in what is going to be some questionable weather tomorrow here at Seafoam Stadium that could work in your favor well our defensive coaches are sure hoping for as much rain and sleet and and snow uh, wind and cold weather as possible but yeah it's uh, I think you know I'd like to think that we can run the football and and I'd like to think that you know adverse uh, weather conditions can be favorable to the Golden Bears uh, but they'll have a good plan they're a good team and uh, you know we still need to score points and you know even if we do shut them down we also have to find ways to get the ball moved and create first downs and score touchdowns you know on our homecoming and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we can what kind of uh, special things are going on for homecoming this year well, we have an athletic banquet at the Hall of Fame banquet in the morning at nine o'clock uh, that's been moved from Friday night to morning of Saturday um, just last year that was moved just to I guess make it easy for everybody to get to all the different things you know Concordia does a great job with homecoming we have almost like a carnival atmosphere and rides and food uh, people can get a wristband they can have access to as much of that as they want but there's it's like going to the fair you know for our homecoming so it's a lot of a lot of fun. You know, our focus is trying to play better. We haven't performed very well in homecoming. I think there's been ten contests in uh, in at home with homecoming at Seafoam Stadium, and and the and the CSP football is two and eight right now. Ooh. So we need to improve on that. The last win was 2014, and the other win was in 2012. Uh, so you know, we have had five years now where. A game hasn't been won in homecoming, so our, our main focus is trying to you know keep out the distractions and do everything we possibly can to you know to win the game on Saturday. What was uh, the focus 
this week? What were some of the things that you guys have been working on uh, as you prepare for a Moorhead? Well, I think, you know, from an offense standpoint, is just continue to dial in our assignments, you know, being real sharp on, a, you know, how they're aligning and how our blocking schemes fit their alignment. Every week that changes based on how a defense will align to our formations. You know, so the first thing is just trying to make sure that on, on all our plays, we know exactly, you know, how we're blocking them. And that's that's always a challenge each week. Yes, it's the same play, but yet it's different because you're blocking a different alignment. You know, people are positioned differently on the field. And that's what that's that's the challenge is an offense is, you know, knowing how things look against this defense this week. Next week, it'll be a whole different presentation. And, you know, so we're not certainly changing plays, but we're we're just trying to get better at being more detailed in our preparation, you know, our assignments, our technique against this for this particular look. And and so we, we maybe emphasize certain parts of our offensive package, you know, against this uh, this defense are a lot of man coverage. They play some double eagle. Um, so our run game will look different this week maybe than it did, you know, previous weeks uh, just because, you know, there's a different emphasis. You know, on defense, it's really about trying to contain, you know, their big playmakers and, and keep the receptions to a minimum instead of giving up the big play, you know, we need to get pressure on the quarterback, um, and just again, just just to continue to get the players to 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 use the technique that's being coached. You know, because a lot of times they know what to do, but and and they, I think they all want to do it, but. How what team can get the players to apply the technique that's being taught the best? That's the team that usually is going to come out ahead. Well, we mentioned at the top of the show that uh, we had an opportunity to ride with you and and go to the uh, St. Cloud State game up in St. Cloud last weekend, um, and I, I enjoyed the opportunity uh, to be with the team uh, on the ride up and then in the locker room before and after the game. Um, as you move forward with this program, um, these are some of the things. Some of the things you guys do are things that you brought in, and, and traditions that you like to adhere to. As far as you know, what you're doing prior to a game, what you're doing on the bus, you know, meals, all that. Uh, it's certainly your club seems to be together, and, and I think you guys do a great job. So I just wanted to let you know it was. Uh, I, I thank you for the opportunity, and it was uh, fun to watch how you uh, orchestrate things going through. Well, we appreciate it, and, and again, we we continue to evaluate how things go because you know until we can win all our games, you know it's, it's never good enough, right? So uh, we're a work in progress, and we do have a lot of quality kids. That's the best part about this team is uh, very respectful young men that are grateful for the opportunities they have. Uh, kids that work hard every day, and you know when you lose, that's the worst part is seeing a bunch of guys that are frustrated or you. Know, down because you know we didn't win the game and I want to provide the very best experience for these kids and, and winning is one of those things that you can help them get because uh, winning makes it fun for everybody you know it just really gives everybody a pep in their steps so certainly you know winning is not the most important thing of college athletics but it really does provide a, a better experience for you know for the players playing. We have a couple of kids come back this weekend in the Hall of Fame, Joe and Joseph Mapson. They were twins for us back in the 2000s, both receivers uh, going in the Hall of Fame. They're in, in, you know, just reminiscing with them about all the, the fun times. But, you know, the winning back then really allowed a lot of those things to be memorized even more. Uh, you know, the memories are even more vivid just because there was a lot of success that was, was tagged up with it. So anyway, it's, it's just, uh, you know, we're chasing, uh, trying to be the best team in the league. 
in the record as well uh, as trying to help these young men grow as people so they can be better husbands and fathers. All right, three and two, and you head into the Moorhead State game uh, homecoming here at Seafoam Stadium. Noon kickoff tomorrow. Uh, Good luck. Thank you. All right, he is Shannon Courier, head coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfeld. Be sure to tune in again next week. We'll be on again next week. That's Wednesday night because it is MEA week here around the great state of Minnesota. Until then, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.